0: We're listening to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. And I'm your host, Ryan Gable. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media where you can also message us. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. We don't have any other social media platforms, just Facebook, facebook Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And our website www.thesecretteachings.info where you can see the show promos on the main page, find our growing show archive, my books, and more. If you are a subscriber or if you're thinking about becoming a subscriber, I've put up a new page on the website with all the books that I've written, including the old ones that I, I don't sell them anymore, but they're on the website so if you're a subscriber, you can access those old books like The Grand Illusion and The persistent illusion the new books that i've written are up there they are professionally published occult Arcane of food philosophy and the technological elixir again all of that is on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info shows like we did last night i called it lord of the pedo rings because pedo means child i don't really like the word pedophile because the word pedophile implies that through pedo child and Phila or phila means love. It means child lover. And if you're abusing a child, raping a child, having sex with a child, child meaning people that are under the age of 18, not just five, six, seven, eight year old 9-year-old, 10-year-old little girls or boys, it kind of implies, it's like a form of, 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 of newspeak or double think. We love you while we're abusing you. And that was one of the big themes last night on the show. We talked about the various methods of psychological abuse, which is also part of physical abuse. Sexual abuse is, of course, part of the physical abuse, but it's not always sexual abuse. So what I want to do tonight, I I want to take that idea of the psychological trauma and I want to show how it relates to a number of biblical themes and how those biblical themes relate to, and this is probably going to sound very crazy to a lot of people, how they relate to supercomputers and the establishment of a global kingdom, what, what might be called the, the golden circle the golden circle, kingdom of the Antichrist. I want to put all that together for you tonight, and I don't want to waste any time getting to it because there's a lot to talk about. First, we need to kind of recap last night. We talked a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein. Most of you know Ghislaine Maxwell, his assistant, his companion, his huntress, who went out and hunted for children, young adults, teenagers, to satisfy Epstein's sexual desires, as well as to farm these girls and boys out to powerful political leaders, prime ministers, presidents, former presidents, and other powerful people in media and business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when we think of Jeffrey Epstein, we think maybe pedophile, convicted pedophile. We might think Jeffrey Epstein, he's, uh, you know, think of any derogatory term you'd like to apply to him. Some people might not know who Epstein is. I've talked to people who'd never even heard of Jeffrey Epstein, even after the whole suicide-slash-execution-murder-slash-sacrifice, you know, the burning of of an intelligence asset. And people always focus on, those who do know Jeffrey Epstein, they tend to focus on the hashtag, Epstein didn't kill himself, when it's more important to know what he did during his life that led to him not killing himself, as far as I'm concerned, really— it shouldn't be Epstein didn't kill himself, it should be what was Epstein doing before he killed himself. That doesn't have as catchy of a of a ring to it, of course, but I'm not a social media person, I can't reduce my language down into, you know, brief buzzwords and talking points. But Jeffrey Epstein was a lot of things. And one of the things overlooked about Epstein, I feel, is his relationship to the myth of the Minotaur. The Minotaur was a half-bull, half-human creature, of course the bull... Represents the animal nature, the man represents the human nature. There's animal nature in all of us. You see this in Beauty and the Beast, with the beast is, of course, the animal nature, but the beast is actually a prince, a king, the soul, the spirit, whatever you'd like to call it. And it is trapped in this beastile body, this animal body, and it's Bell, the woman, the divine feminine, but Bell is also music, the Bell of the ball, Bell, music, harmony, the Pythagorean harmony that is God. So God, the Light, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, awakens the Prince, the Soul, the Spirit, activates it almost as a second coming, or what is known as part of you know Christian theology, uh, the parousia, and it awakens this spirit, and then the spirit overtakes the animal body, and we we grow, we learn, we experience, we're born again. You know all themes of various religions predominantly most of us know this as as the christian theology though so epstein personified the myth of the minotaur the bull the animal and the man now this beast was a hybrid of course it's a hybrid creation and its job in the maze was to consume those who were in the maze and those who were in the maze were handed over to the maze as a form of retribution. The ones that were handed over to the maze were young men and young women. This is the myth of the Minotaur. Young men and young women. Seven men and seven women, 14 total, were handed over as sacrifice to the Minotaur. And the Minotaur would consume these young people and it had to do with the uh, the child of the king of Minos and the myth. You can go back and read the whole thing. We talked about it last night, but it was a sacrifice. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, his companion, his huntress who went and hunted for the kids, Ghislaine Maxwell, she operated as this hunter of children, and she acquired the new prey for both Epstein the Minotaur and for his maze networks, because the networks as I've said a hundred times, from various similar cults that are related or parallel or cults that are directly related, whether it's the pipeline that ran from Epstein to Hollywood to Harvey Weinstein or John of God or Nexium or Jimmy Saville or the tens and hundreds and millions, tens or hundreds of thousands, millions of pedophiles exchanging videos and photographs and, and participating in the raping and the abusing and the beating and the murder of children and other people, aren't not just all children, of course you know, thousands in in Germany right now under investigation mid-2020 for being involved in these pedophile-like networks, or really pedo networks, child networks, child abuse networks. So she goes out and finds these children. She brings them into the maze, because all of this is a maze. It's a big labyrinth. Now, in Greek myth, it was the goddess of mazes, Eriadne, known as the goddess of mazes because of her involvement in helping Theseus, the hero, kill the minotaur, in the maze. So Ariadne, the goddess, the princess of mazes, Gisline Maxwell kind of typifies this, a little bit, wouldn't you say? She kind of helps Theseus navigate the maze, but in the myth she helps to slay the bull. She helps to slay the Minotaur. In our case of Epstein and Maxwell, Maxwell doesn't necessarily help to slay Epstein, or maybe she did. I don't know, but I don't think that she helped to, to slay Epstein. But the myth and the story is that after the bull is slayed, then Theseus abandons Ariadne, and when he abandons her, she hangs herself. So in a sense, when the bull is slayed, when the Minotaur dies at the center of the maze, then the goddess, the princess of mazes, Ghislaine Maxwell, hangs herself. This is in the Greek myth. If you just type in Ariadne, A-R-I-A-D-N-E, look it up in a, if you have a mythology book, type it on the internet, and literally once the bull is slayed, she hangs herself in distress. Now that was the fate of Jeffrey Epstein, and I asked last night, could that be the fate of Ghislaine Maxwell? We looked at these mazes and these labyrinths, these networks, and the psychological abuses employed by these cults that include rape, torture, intimidation, coercion, etc., things that are from rape to coercion on the scale of, of severity and, and abuse, but they all have their, their effects. These are some of the methods being employed also on the global population in response to COVID-19, and many of these methods are derived from the Albert Biederman Framework for Extracting False Confessions. They're also exploitations of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which include physiological safety, belonging and love, social needs, self-esteem, and self-actualization. Now, of course, Maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't a hierarchy of abuse, but by exploiting these needs, by giving people a little bit of the feeling of safety, a little bit of the sense of belonging, you belong to the community of people who are concerned with others about sickness, you're wearing a mask, you're safe wearing a mask, social needs, you can distance yourself from others, you can get together, but make sure you stay distance, dense, distanced, and, of course, self-actualization. You've accomplished something, you created something, you created a new world, a better world, a new normal. This is all the exploitation of human psychology. It's all the exploitation of how the the mind works. The psychologists know what they're doing. And this exploitation of human nature and the associated abuses are also used, of course, by large cults, much larger cults that gaslight and hijack your will to respond logically to matters of things like public safety and health. Calls to wear masks are becoming increasingly calls to wear muzzles, not just to keep your mouth and your nose shut from breathing out carbon dioxide, which is not a toxic gas. It's, nece- it's a necess- necessity for life. It's a necessity for, for all things to exist on this planet. If it wasn't for carbon dioxide, trees wouldn't grow. More carbon dioxide, more trees, less drought. That's a well-known scientific fact. But it's also a muzzle to keep your mouth shut. I can't hear what you're saying. I can't hear you. Take off the mask. I can't hear what you're saying. It's a muzzle. And now you've seen Japanese companies, Israeli companies develop smart masks in Japan where they have Bluetooth built in. You have companies in Israel developing a mask that you press a button and it opens so you can eat. And then there's also masks that are zippers. You zip them and you unzip them. And this whole thing is starting to look like sadomasochism. You know, you have some people that get off on humiliating others and you have some people that get off on humiliating themselves and abusing others and abusing themselves. Sadomasochists. And they do this in an attempt to signal how well they follow orders, how well they respond to domination. This is basically BDSM. How well they love their captors, how well they're willing to take care of the needs of their captors, and what is turning out to be a global Stockholm syndrome with captors that are invisible to those who they've captured as the virus that they believe that the people that are captured believe that they are, they are fighting, that they are staying uh, you know away from, they're able to prevent the spread of it. Now, I was thinking last night, I'm finishing up this book series I've mentioned a number of times. It's about the communist revolution in China in the 1940s and 1950s. And in this book, it talks about, and you could look this up online too, it's a well-known historical uh, campaign, a well-known historical event. It's called the Hundred Flowers Campaign. I was thinking last night, after the show, that this Hundred Flowers Campaign is, it's kind of like the whole Trump administration. It doesn't matter what you think of Trump, but just... The Hundred Flowers Campaign is very similar to the Trump administration because the Hundred Flowers Campaign, or known as the Hundred Flowers Movement, was a period in 1956 in the People's Republic of China, which is anything but a republic, uh, during which the Communist Party encouraged their people to express their opinions, to express their, their displeasure with the Communist regime and with Mao Zedong in particular. And people were apprehensive to do this because, well, I mean, this is 1956. This is a couple of years after the revolution. We're just a few years away from the Cultural Revolution. There had been mass death with the, in the process of the, the the Great Leap Forward and Mao's Famine and all this. And what, what happened was that you had a bunch of people that said, I'm really angry. You took everything from me. You, you, you killed my wife. You killed my son. You killed my daughter. You killed my husband. You, you took my house. You took my land. You murdered millions of people. We're starving to death. And so they used the Hundred Flowers campaign to find who was going to acquiesce and who was not going to acquiesce. And they used the Hundred Flowers campaign to pull people out of hiding, voice their displeasure, and see who was actually loyal to the party, and then they executed them. Or they sent them to hard labor. I can't help but think that the Trump administration is very similar to this because we see the advancement of this global golden circle plantation regardless if Trump was the president in the United States or not. And I think a lot of Trump supporters, although in a lot of ways I agree with some of the things Trump has done, politically speaking, I find it hard to believe that a system that is so powerful and so oppressive just drop the ball, and let Trump win. Oops, that was an accident. We'll have to push our plans back a couple of years. See, this is kind of like a theology and a dogma and a faith in and of itself. They're looking through the theological lens of atonement to Trump as a savior, as a Christ. Now, that doesn't mean Trump's the Antichrist. What I'm saying is the theme and the archetype is there. But this golden... Circle, what I call the Golden Circle, based off of uh, George Bickley's Golden Circle, run by the Knights of the Golden Circle, a giant plantation of slaves. This giant Golden Circle, global Golden Circle, is advancing regardless of Trump being in the White House. So it's kind of like the Trump presidency is overall like a 100 flowers campaign to see who will participate and who will not participate. And whoever participates. Well, they'll end up being removed as well, whether physically or socially assassinated. And those who like Trump will be done away with. And those who don't like Trump, they'll be used as the useful idiots to carry out the global golden circle ritual or the establishment of this golden circle plantation. So the Hundred Flowers campaign just looked for people who were dissatisfied with the regime, with Mao, and then they got rid of them. But they said, no, 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 it's okay. Come out. It's okay. We're not going to hurt you. What do you think of Mal? Well, I think he's a fat slob. They shoot you. Well, I think the Great Famine killed millions of people. Poof, they shoot you. Well, I think you guys could have done this a little bit better. They put you on the train, and they take you to the work camp with no shoes or clothes and freezing temperatures, and you die up there, and your family never knows what happened to you. That's what the Trump administration seems like to me. It's being used to pull people out of hiding, Who is opposed to this global government? Who believes in the republic? Who believes in the constitution? Line up over there. We want you to voice your opinion to the United Nations. And then everybody lines up. They got your papers ready to read their speeches. And then the lights go out. And you hear gunshots. Everybody's dead. I think that's what's happening. Because we're being prepared through psychological abuses and psychological traumas. Because... I believe that Jesus is about to return, but this isn't the Jesus of the Bible. This isn't the Jesus that you think about whether you agree with Christian theology or other theologies, because the second coming is is also in Islam and other religions. But Jesus is a symbol of the great awakening of the Spirit in all of us. And so, if the spirit is reawakening, then the spirit reawakening is the second coming. It is the Perusia. And from this second coming are associated the parallel elements within this theology, which include the trials and tribulations, the rise of the Antichrist, and the rise of this Antichrist kingdom, this golden circle kingdom that we've been talking about here on the secret teachings and you know a lot of us probably think when we think of the antichrist it's like this guy that comes to power but what if the antichrist was a woman furthermore what if the antichrist was a computer that's a big thing that christians have talked about for a long time the antichrist is going to be a you know supercomputer. it's going to control everything artificial intelligence well maybe that's not too far from the truth The fulfillment of this prophecy of the end times and the coming about of the Antichrist. We're going to look at all of this tonight, what it means. Some of you might listen to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, a good friend of ours, a colleague of ours. He had a show the other night where he talked about the Ouija board. He did a Ouija board session in studio with a guest. And the Ouija board, through who or what they were talking to, said Aurora is the antichrist and that memory from that show a couple of days ago triggered when i was looking at some news this morning and and something that a listener had sent me uh, mary dusina about the aurora supercomputer i'm gonna tell you all about that after break here on the secret teachings right here on the fringe fm don't go anywhere stay with us we'll be back
4: This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Teachings, or our website thesecretteachings.info.
0: Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex. Exum. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK The Fringe FM.
3: The Secret Teachings t shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our occult arcana shirt, the infamous Mam, and of course the blue chicken avian shirts among others like the paranormal desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page.
2: If you're interested in all things that include the occult from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you.
1: The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. Time.
3: People think there's one reality, but there's loads of them all snaking off like roots, and what we do on one path affects what happens on other paths. Time is a construct. People think you can't go back and change things, but you can. That's what flashbacks are. They're invitations to go back and make different choices. When you make a decision, you think it's you doing it, but it's not. It's the spirit out there that's connected to our world that decides what we do, and we just have to go along for the ride. Mirrors let you move through time. The government monitors people. They pay people to pretend to be your relatives, and they put drugs in your food, and they film you. There's messages in every game, like Pac-Man. Do you know what PAC stands for? P-A-C. Program and Control. He's Program and Control Man. The whole thing's a metaphor. He thinks he's got free will, but really, he's trapped in a maze, in a system. All he can do is consume. He's pursued by demons that are probably just in his own head. And even if he does manage to escape by slipping out one side of the maze, what happens? He comes right back in the other side. People think it's a happy game. It's not a happy game. It's a a fucking nightmare world. And the worst thing is, it's real, and we live in it. It's all code. If you listen closely, you can hear the numbers. There's a cosmic flowchart that dictates where you can and where you can't go. I've given you the knowledge. I've set you free.
0: I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. You know, the second coming of Christ, the second coming of Jesus, Christians argue and debate about this, but if you know anything about Christian theology or other theologies, no one knows the time of the return of of Jesus, right? Well, the second coming is a belief defined by punishment and reward upon the return of the Savior, whenever that might be astrologically and astronomically speaking, this return occurs every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year, every single decade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when the cycles of the planets are renewed and when the sun rises and sets every day. So astrologically and astronomically, the return of Jesus, the second coming, occurs with the planets and the sun. Esoterically speaking, it occurs with flashes of light I believe that's Alan Watts who put it like that. Flashes of light that appear with the reopening of consciousness and renewed spiritual activity. And so this time determines who is going to be with good and who is going to be with evil. I've always said in English, if you take good and you remove an O, you get God. Who's going to be with good? God. Who's going to be with evil? Add a D, you get devil. Devil. And obviously the opposite of devil is lived, L-I-V-E-D, meaning the devil is death. So the time of the parousia, the second coming, determines who is going to be rewarded, who follows God, who follows the renewal, the, the, the reopening of consciousness and spirit, and who follows life, as opposed to those who follow the devil or evil, an inversion of live or lived, who follows the void, and who follows death. The second wave of COVID-19, second wave, second coming, the second wave of COVID-19 has essentially renewed our tribulations globally. And the tribulations just are various forms of various types of suffering, psychological traumas and abuses and things like this. So the second wave of COVID-19 has renewed and reactivated the tribulation, and it's positioned us globally in a, in a position, in a period, of, of revelations, because the, the second coming, the parousia, includes a period of tribulation and suffering and the rise of false prophets and Christs, people that profess to be you know, the one true God, uh, profess to, to have answers, they profess to be prophets, they profess to know all, all the answers, be able to save you, be able to protect you, be able to help you, for a safe and secure environment, the process of of normalization. If If you read the Bible, I'm not a Christian, but I can quote the Bible. In the book of Mark, you can read where Jesus is speaking to some of his disciples, and he talks about how many will come in his name. They will claim to be him, and they will deceive many. This is the famous line, In the Bible, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginnings of birth pains. Yes, the birth pains are the renewal, it's the reactivation, it's the second coming, it's the parousia, it's the second wave and it includes the false prophets and the Christs. And they don't have to be religious prophets or religious Christs. They could be medical prophets, medical Christs. The false prophets, those that profess to know how many people were going to die from COVID-19, how many people were going to be hospitalized, how many people were going to be sick, and they don't have to be hospitalized, how many people in what country are going to die. And none of these numbers turned out to be true. In fact, most of them turned out to be so fraudulent You'd, you'd have been better using a process of Ouija board or talking boards or automatic writing to determine how many people were going to die. Just guess, you know? Hit some numbers on a calculator. You'd had a better chance of coming, coming to the, the reality that, well, virtually nobody has died of COVID-19 because the thing is a fraud. The CDC actually just acknowledged with the federal government, or at least the feds did through the CDC, that the coronavirus test kits were likely contaminated. That's according to a federal review. Washington Post published that just recently. So it's all fraud. It's all fake. People that die of gunshots, people that die in car wrecks. George Floyd even died of COVID-19, they say now. So these are the false prophets. And the false Christs are those that are here to save us, the United Nations and various other groups and individuals who tell us that they are going to protect us from evil. They're going to protect us from the horrible things that are in the world. They're going to protect us from Donald Trump, who I maintain his campaign, his administration is essentially like the Hundred Flowers campaign in China, where the government, which was incredibly powerful and remains powerful to this day, The government said, we'd like you as citizens of the Communist Party to profess your, I should say, comrades, to profess your displeasure in anything we've done. And when people did that, the ones who expressed it were exterminated. So it's basically like, if you ever watch those movies Left Behind, you know, the really scary ones that they show to kids where they tell you, if you don't believe and do exactly what we say, we'll cut your head off with a guillotine, you know, those movies, well, or maybe they'll use a pretty little maiden, you know, like that nursery rhyme, and pretty little maidens all in a row. Yeah, the, the, gillot, the first guillotine that took like 11 or 12, took like a dozen, or a baker's dozen, attempts to cut the head off. Your head's just dangling there, halfway cut off, you know, blood shooting out. That's that's what the nursery rhyme's li- literally all about. That's how the garden stays so beautiful, because they, they're using bodies as compost. That's, again, literally the The nursery rhyme. Um, I talk about that in other nursery rhymes in my book, Occult Arcana, too. And a lot of this stuff about the second coming is in there uh, as well. So you have those movies that show what will happen if you don't do what the Antichrist and what his followers want you to do. But this is only a short period of time on earth. And then Jesus comes back and saves everybody. And, you know, this is after the rapture, of course. And then you have the reward and the punishment, the the tribulations where people that served evil, they're going to suffer with the devil. And people that served good and they turned their lives over to Jesus, they're going to suffer physically, but then they'll have eternal pleasure and and all that stuff. I mean, if you really look at heaven and hell, it's odd because heaven is like golden streets. Heaven is, you know, a warm, beautiful place. The opposite of that is is a cold, cold place, not a place of fire and burning and charcoal and you know stuff like that. It's uh, a place where it should be the opposite of heaven. So it's kind of strange that hell is seen as a place of burning. It should be a place of freezing, as Dante depicted in his in his writings. It was a place of cold and a place of ice. It was the ice palace. It was the place of uh, the winter because it relates to the four seasons and the four horses. You've got the white horse in spring and the red horse in summer and the black horse and the fall. And then you've got the pale horse and the rider who rides the pale horse's death. And through the winter time comes death of all things. Then renewal when the sun comes back, when the sun comes back into power and then the sun becomes anthropomorphic. Sun becomes a man in the summer and then begins to decline and then falls after being bit by the, Scorpion, Scorpio, the backbiter, the kiss of death. And this is all the, 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 the symbolism, the, the astrology, the the astronomy. And it also relates to the second coming because the second coming, the parousia, is defined as a period esoterically when consciousness and spiritual activity are renewed, but astrologically and astronomically when the sun and the planets proceed through their revolutions, proceed through their their processes of, of, of movements in the heavens. And so this period of of tribulation, this time of tribulation, is a period in which there will be a difference that will be overtly clear between who is with God and who is with the devil, or who is with good and who is with evil, who is with spirit and who is with the void, who is with life and who is with death. And the second wave of COVID-19 has renewed this tribulation, it's renewed this archetype, it's renewed and positioned us in a period of revelations. And this period of revelations leads to the rise of false prophets and false Christs, and through the opposition to the, the, the true Savior, we find the Antichrist. And it doesn't necessarily mean like the opposite of, it just means opposition to, opposition to. So the opposition to life and building and growth and spirit is death and decay and destruction it's the opposite that's the antichrist whatever personifies whatever supports those things is evil now we typically see the antichrist anthropomorphized as a male character and i'm surprised you know someone i guess because they're all atheists but i'm surprised someone in like one of these Justice groups haven't said. Well, why can't the Antichrist be a woman? Well, maybe the Antichrist is a woman. I-, I was listening to Ground Zero a couple of nights ago, and my friend Clyde he had a he did another Ouija board show, and he had a guest on named uh, Sarah. Forget her last name. Uh, they did a Ouija board show, and they were talking to uh, talking to a uh, someone or something that described themselves as a doctor. And uh, they were talking about various things pertaining to COVID and pertaining to the the end of the world and the fall of empires and the writing on the wall and things like that. And one of the things that came across, if I remember this correctly, was that Aurora is Antichrist. Aurora is Antichrist. And when I heard that, I thought of Aurora, the the, the goddess in myth, which is... Usually they say she's Greek, but she's, she's Roman. The, um, the, Greek, the Greek goddess is uh, Eos, E-O-S. And she's the goddess in Rome and Greece of, of dawn, the dawning of something. The dawning of the death mask, perhaps, as a show was titled that, I, that we did a, somewhat recently. So Aurora is Antichrist. What exactly does Aurora mean? Where, where does Aurora come from? Well, keep that in mind just for a moment and i want to take you through a little bit of a little bit of what's going on in the modern day and then we'll go back to the myth and how it relates a couple of years ago and last year we've done a handful of shows on the IBM quantum computer it's known as the IBM Q computer and we've also talked about and read about and i put it in my book the technological elixir we talked about the development of the, uh, the Q computer and the NQTEL conference, which includes people from the Defense Department and intelligence agencies, where they were talking years ago about having computers that interact and, and that actually think, and they don't need programming. And this is called the NQTEL conference, Q intelligence, quantum intelligence. And so the IBM quantum computer is called the IBM Q. And, of course, it's housed in a 3x9 black cube. Some people have speculated that the 666 of the Bible is actually an inversion of what it truly is, and meaning that the mark of the beast is actually 999. In other words, the quantum computer, the IBM Q, in a black cube, which is the symbol of Saturn and the symbol of the material world, where humans are chained to this black cube, if you look at some of the... Famous tarot cards, like in the rider deck, humans are chained to this black cube. It's housed this computer in a black cube with the dimensions of nine by nine by nine, or some may suggest that that you know nine by nine by nine is six six six, or six 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 is nine by nine, so that computer, along with the inQtel conference. We've speculated that this is kind of where the origins, in some part, of where QAnon came from. QAnonymous. QAnonymous is a quantum computer. It's a, it's a self-organizing collective intelligence. Or, or some might refer to it as a self-operating collective intelligence, but operation is implied. It's self-organizing collective intelligence, a SOCI system. And it feeds people what they want to hear. It feeds people what they desire. So you have supercomputers like the IBM Q, and you have Japan's Fugaku, which just two weeks ago became the dominant supercomputer on the planet, according to news reports. Japan's Fugaku, just maybe like two weeks ago, end of June 2020. And uh, it overtook the Oak Ridge computer, Oak Ridge National Laboratory, the Summit computer, the Fagaku computer in Japan, I believe, is is quicker now than the Oak Ridge computer, maybe substantially quicker. Uh, and then, of course, you have other quantum computers. You have the, the D Wave one, and you you have a number of others that aren't really that well known that that fit the part of uh, of, a, of a of a quantum computer by definition, as they operate on a quantum level with abilities. To, as Geordie Rose said, essentially open portals to other dimensions, open other dimensional portals, and bring things into this world. World, and the thing that he he basically said it was Lovecraftian in nature. We could bring the 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 old ones into our world. We could use this computer, Geordie Rose said. To extract resources from these other worlds. This this gets even weirder because the new computer that I mentioned a moment ago, the Aurora. Aurora is Antichrist. The new Aurora computer is being developed by Argonne National Laboratory. Argonne National Laboratory. Which was initially instrumental in the what? For extra credit, what was Argonne National Laboratory instrumental in historically? It was instrumental in the Manhattan Project. And the development of a weapon with the power to rip open... The fabric of space-time. The ability to open a portal to another world. The Argonne National Laboratory was initially formed decades ago to carry out Enrico Fermi's work on nuclear reactors as part of the Manhattan Project. It was designed, it was designated as the first national laboratory in the United States, and it was founded, get this, July 1st 1946 so we just passed the anniversary of the founding of the Argonne National Laboratory and what they are developing there is an ultra supercomputer called the Aurora computer now in mythology Aurora is the personification of dawn dawn of the death mask she is the personification of the dawn she's the sister to Helios and Selene Helios is the god of the sun, and Selene, like Celine Dion, it's spelled differently. Selene is the goddess of the moon. You've seen Celine Dion do those weird videos where she's like blowing this black powder on children to, you know, make them transgender or something, turn men to women and women to men or boys to girls, girls to boys, and she's wearing all black. I mean, she is she is the personification of Hecate. Selene should be at the crossroads. With the black dogs, she is the personification of the black goddess or the queen of witches. Now, Aurora is the personification of the dawn. She's the sister of the son of the uh, son of, of uh, the god of the sun and the goddess of the moon. Her children, her children include a number of stars. One of her children is Hesperus. Hesperus, Hesperus means the evening star the half-brother of her other son, Phosphorus. Phosphorus is the morning star. Venus is the evening and morning star, appears as both over a period of time in the sky. Venus is, of course, your Lucifer. Now, when I say Lucifer, I hear people say Lucifer, and I, I always kind of i have a pet peeve. I hate when people say Lucifer, And then they're like, oh, it's Lucifer and the Illuminati and the Masons, and they're going to take over the world and kill us all with... I get tired of that because I don't see Lucifer in the same way as I see the devil or Satan. I see these as different characters. But nevertheless, Aurora is the mother of Hesperus, the evening star, the half-brother of her other son, Phosphorus, the morning star, Venus, or Lucifer. Now, Hesperus, when I said that, Word out loud when I was reading this for the show tonight. I was researching this, reading this in some uh, uh, myth books. Hesperus is is spelled similar to and sounds kind of similar to the 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 famous, I guess, to some people, Latin phrase "ad astra per aspera," and that means through hardships. To the stars, so that Tom DeLong Academy, with all their weird intelligence, CIA connections, to the stars—literally, the academy is the Ad Astra Academy. So, Ad Astra Per Aspera means through hardships to the stars. Through hardships, we will, we will, we will prosper. There's um, a uh, a ghost song actually. If you've uh, if you like ghosts, there's a ghost song called Per Aspera Ad Inferni. I think I think it means like through hardships to hell or something like that, but anyway, the point is the Latin peraspera, which sounds sounds similar to Hesperus, is defined as a tribulation. So Aurora, the supercomputer Aurora, the goddess of dawn, personification of dawn, the sister of the sun and the sister of the moon. Her children are the evening star and the morning star, Hesperus and Phosphorus. Lucifer. Her children is her children are Lucifer, or combined into the image of Lucifer. And Hesperas is also very similar to the Latin phrase, which means hardships, otherwise known as tribulations. So we could summarize from this that Aurora, as a supercomputer, may be the queen of witches, personified by the slain of Princess Diana as well, who was the black mother of the Antichrist, perhaps Prince William. And her sons, all of which flow from her, her sons, those that come after her, are the morning and evening stars. They are the false light that puts the world through tribulation and the end times of the esoterica parousia. And this started with the second coming, the awakening of consciousness, the awakening of spirit, the conscious parousia, buried in each of us, the soul, the spirit, the great awakening the flashes of light that appear with the opening of consciousness. And when we awaken to that consciousness, then the true son or the true daughter, the son of man, the son of woman, the daughter of man, the daughter of woman, becomes a true son of God. For no man comes to the perfection of alchemical transformation without knowledge and without knowing the principles of it, without knowing thyself, the I am, and without obtaining the powers of attraction. As Cornelius Agrippa said, that once this is obtained, man will ascend to so great a perfection that he is made the son of God and is transformed into the image which is God and is united with him. In other words, the parousia, the second coming, trials and tribulations, the Antichrist, these things can be seen on a number of different levels. And just like the second coming can be seen astrologically and astronomically as occurring every day, every month, every year, with the revolution of the planets and the cycles of the sun and the other planetary bodies, but it's esoterically the flashes of light that appear with the reopening of consciousness. These are different levels, philosophical, esoteric, occult, and then very physical, astrological, astronomical components of the theological symbol and archetype. So it has an overflowing of interpretations. It's not like Left Behind, I don't think, where you're going to get guillotined once you know, you know, your best friend disappears and their clothes remain nice. Jesus was nice enough to fold the clothes in a nice, neat pile, and then the body disappears, and then the tribulation starts, and you have to run away from the guillotines, and you have to protect yourself from from the the, the minions of the devil. I think there's a lot lot more. To it than that but what I found really interesting in, in researching Aurora is that the Argonne National Laboratory where they're they're building this thing is the laboratory that was created in, in uh, the 1940s uh, 1946 as part of the Manhattan Project and the Manhattan Project we've talked about this on the show a couple of times well probably more than a couple of times over the years but the Manhattan Project compartmentalized project the development of the atomic bomb. We know all about what Oppenheimer said after and quoting the, the the Hindu scriptures, making multiple references, not just that I have become death, I am become death, the, the destroyer of worlds, but, but the relationship that it has to CERN, which the supercomputers are also doing computations for, and the Aurora computer will be also working with CERN, according to the website. That's what it says on the website, I looked it up today, they're going to be working with CERN. Uh, there's some computer magazines that are talking about that too, that this computer will be working with CERN. And they said they're also going to use it for climate projections as well. So the supercomputer will be working with CERN. We we know about the, the, the Shiva statue at CERN, this weird connection to Hindu culture. If you ask people like Jordan Maxwell, who is a friend of ours, we've had him on the show dozens of times, he always talks about how Christianity, all this theological dogma, it goes back to the Indian culture. It goes back to the Hindu religion. I mean, even Christ is Krishna or Christos. Christos, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, the Mesa, which comes from Egyptian. Mesa means the anointed one. They anointed the pharaohs with oil from the fat of a crocodile on the river, and that fat from the crocodile was called the Mesa. So they called them the Messiah. And the Christ is a title. Jesus is also a title. Jesus is Jesus, Jesus, Zeus, the Greek God, thunder and lightning bolts, powerful God. See, when you look at myth, myth provides us with an understanding not only of the imagination, but an understanding of the perception and the knowledge and the the current state of affairs in the times in which it was written and then the times in which it was rewritten and it was redesigned to deal with current affairs and the current situation in whatever culture, whatever time period. And what we get today in myth is seen just as a story, but there's some level within the myth of accuracy and historical reporting, much like mythology has always been, much like anthropomorphization has always been, a way in which to understand nature. Why is there lightning? Well, because the gods are angry. They're throwing bolts of lightning. Why uh, Why are there storms? Because the gods of storms are angry. We didn't give them a sacrifice of flowers or fruits or, or of animals or whatever. In you know, a lot of places they sacrificed fruits and flowers. They didn't always sacrifice animals or humans. That did happen in a lot of places, but there's particularly in South America, they did a lot of fruit and flower sacrifices in Mexico too. But you, you look at myth and myth is also a form of magic. Myth is history. Myth is science. Myth teaches us things about the past that we otherwise wouldn't get in the standardized textbook. And it teaches us things and reminds us of things and helps us to remember things and, and, and learn things that we otherwise would not learn. And these myths are so powerful that that even, you know, institutions, groups, organizations, people that typically reject religion, they reject myth, they reject all this stuff as superstitious. They still go out of their way to name projects and programs and computers and space missions after these gods and goddesses. I mean, from Apollo to Atlantis to the Aurora Supercomputer. this, This is apparently important to those that are going ad astra to the stars. This is apparently important to those that are going within the stars, within the dimensions, by creating atomic weapons and furthermore by, at the same laboratory that developed certain components for the atomic bomb nuclear reactors Argonne national laboratory the same lab now developing the aurora supercomputer and the aurora as the antichrist linked up with other antichrists the other antichrists would of course be the other supercomputers and all the things that flow thereof the daughter and the son, the sons the daughters all the stars that come out of aurora Her son Hesperus and her son Phosphorus are the evening and morning stars, Venus, Lucifer. It is Aurora who gives birth to the Antichrist, who is a system of governance. And that system of governance creates this golden circle, global slave plantation, and the times of tribulation, the second coming, the perusia, the second wave. It's all here right now. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us more after break. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.
4: even those in your pet food. With free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you and The Fringe FM.
1: We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM.
0: The Secret Teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative between the official story and clickbait conspiracy. It lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM, thefringe.fm, and W. .thesecretteachings.info
2: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all co- coexist on the same timeline. i reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening.
3: I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio
1: and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, which you can find at caravantomidnight.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
0: Listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. The Second Coming, the Parousia, is a belief defined by punishment and reward upon the return of the Savior. Now, astronomically speaking, astrologically speaking, this return occurs with the planets and the sun every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, etc. Esoterically, it occurs with flashes of light. That appear with the reopening of consciousness and the renewed spiritual activity of each individual as part of a collective humanity. Connected to nature, connected to all the various levels of consciousness as the Rosicrucians define them being the elemental, mineral, plant, animal, human, demigod, and God consciousness the reopening of consciousness and the renewed spiritual activity that we have latent in us, that we have laying dormant in us. This time of the second coming with the revelations of the Antichrist, the kingdom of the Antichrist, and of course the rapture is a time in which man will be judged based on his good or his evil deeds and livings. You will either stand with God, or good, which is spirit and life, or you will stand with the devil, which is evil, an inversion of live, life, and the void and death. Now, the second coming, or the second wave of COVID-19, has renewed the tribulations and positioned us in a period of revelations of all these biblical stories that for Christians it's very serious. For some Christians it's kind of a joke. They don't believe it necessarily. For other religions, they see the second coming as a very real thing. And for other people they're very atheistic and don't believe in anything. And so complete materialistic thought and and the adherence to scientific dogma and the development of things like supercomputers and artificial intelligence. They see that as a positive thing because they are creating heaven on earth. They are creating God on earth. But this that system is is the system of the techno beast as I call it. It's the system of, of the true beast, of the true Antichrist, which probably isn't a man or probably isn't a woman. It's probably something a little bit more mechanical than that, as we've been talking about tonight. The parousia includes a period of tribulation and suffering. It includes the rise of false prophets. It includes the rise of false Christs. A good example of a false prophet would be someone projecting death numbers. And they're wrong. And they're wrong Uh, stunningly, false prophets. It doesn't have to be a false prophet preaching the word of God, per se, but just false prophets, false Christs, false saviors, Bill Gates, Fauci. These are false saviors. And what happens to people in the streets if they don't adhere to what Fauci recommends or what Bill Gates says? People pull guns on them. They physically assault them. They call them names for not wearing a mask or for not, quote-unquote, social distancing, which is not social at all. It's anti-social distancing. Social media is anti-social media, or I call it socialist media. And though the, the opposition to Christ or the opposition to the Savior is typically seen as something that's anti it's opposed to, it's not necessarily the the opposite of, it's something opposed to. Well, well, if if Jesus and Christ and all these things represent good and and life and spirit and God, then of course the opposite would be the devil and void and death. And we often see this Antichrist figure, this Antichrist character anthropomorphized as as a male, but you don't really see anybody that says, well, maybe the Antichrist is a woman. I'd suggest maybe the Antichrist isn't a woman at all, or a man. Maybe the Antichrist is something mechanical. Of course, Christians have speculated on that for a long time. They think computers and technology is the Antichrist, and that's nothing new. But check this out, what I found about supercomputers and the Antichrist. Listen to this. Supercomputers, like uh, we talked about the IBM system, the IBM Q system, which paralleling the NQTEL conference with the CIA and other intelligence agencies in the Department of Defense, they've talked about developing these kinds of computers as well that are able to think for themselves and not have to rely on human input. They're conscious computers. So the Q stands for quantum. Of course, the Q stands for something else in our culture today. Q Anon, Q Anonymous, or I tongue-in-cheek call it Q-A-Nonsense. The IBM Q Computer and the NQ Tel Conference were the subjects of a couple of shows we've done about the QA nonsense. Another one of those things like Pizzagate, where we have to close the Pizzagate and we have to erase the Q because these are psychological warfare techniques being applied on the general public to divert, to confuse, and to demoralize. They're used to discredit legitimate question into whatever they, whether it's pedophilia or it's something like uh, technology and who really runs the world and all those things with Q and then with Pizzagate. Supercomputers like the IBM Q could be speculated not only to be QAnon in a sense, but it could also be speculated on to be part of the beast system, part of the. Kingdom of the Antichrist. Because the IBM Q computer, this is really interesting, it's in it's encased, it's housed in a black cube, which is nine by nine by nine. And many people have said many Christians have speculated, and others who aren't Christians, that nine 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 is the true mark of the beast, or the mark of man, the number of the beast, number of man. Because 999 is, is an inversion of 666, and the beast is an inversion, of so 666 inverted would be 999. So IBM Q is housed in a 9x9x9 black cube. The black cube is, of course, the black object of our enslavement of our chains by which we are bound in this material world. The cube is that which the devil sits upon, holding those chains. Now, this could be understood uh, understood in an occult way to to be a positive thing, because although it's evil, it's a necessary evil, and 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 none of this stuff should be scary. I know a lot of people get terrified, and maybe if I played played it up and played upon it, I could I, I could scare people into you know believing something that um, they think it's you know the world's going to end or something, and, and well, in some ways it might, but. You know, your world ending might just be in your world perception ends. Just like if you draw death and tarot deck, it doesn't mean you're going to die. It means that your job could end. It means a relationship could end. Your pet could die. You could, you could have the death of a negative thought. You no longer think something negative. It can mean a lot of things. It's how you interpret it, how you perceive it, how you uh, 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 utilize the, or how you alter the flow of energy based on that new information. So, again, the IBM computer, which is the IBM Q, the quantum computer housed in a 9x9x9 black cube, the inversion of 666, is talked about in PC magazines and talked about in tech circles and a few radio shows here. Or there. you here hear him talking about it, like uh, the Kev Baker show, good friend of ours. He talks about these types of things, supercomputers a lot. He, uh, he interviewed, if you haven't heard it, he actually interviewed Geordie Rose, which was a really, uh, really great interview. You could probably still find it on YouTube, Uh, Kev Baker Show, Geordie Rose. But IBM Q is one of a number of supercomputers, one of a number of quantum computers, kind of like Oak Ridge's, which is a National Laboratory Summit computer, and the Canadian D-Wave computer. And there are lots of others that fit into this classification as a quantum computer with abilities to open other dimensional portals or to open, you know, our dimensional portal to other things. Recently, just in the last two weeks, Japan released their supercomputer that blows away the Oak Ridge Summit computer. It's called the Fagaku, Fagaku, or Fugaku, the Fugaku computer. You could look this up just recent. I think it was like 20th of last month, so just a just really a, a, a few days ago, a little, little over half a month ago. There's another computer being developed, though. It was released in the press in 2019. I had a listener send this to me, and I pieced it into tonight's show. She actually sent it to me a while ago. I just saw it. Uh, Mary Ducina who's on the Fringe often, the Fringe FM, and on, on Lighting the Void with Joe Roop quite often, she sent me this article about the, the Aurora computer. You could type in Aurora computer, you'll get news articles on it. Uh, the, 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 the one I read was type in Aurora computer, NBC. You'll get an article from last year, 2019. The Aurora computer is being developed by Argonne National Lab, which was the first national laboratory established Established on July first, so we just passed the anniversary actually of that establishing of that national laboratory in nineteen forty six. And they worked in part on the the uh Manhattan project. They worked on nuclear reactors. It was designated the first national just to the clarification, it was designated as the first national laboratory in nineteen forty six, of course, bombs were detonated. Before 1946, if there's any confusion there, it operated before, but it was designated, founded, created as a national lab in in, in 1946, July 1st. So this computer is being developed there at the Argonne National Lab, which was initially an instrument of the Manhattan Project, developing a weapon with the power to rip open the fabric of space-time. Now they're developing a supercomputer with the ability to, as Geordie Rose said, essentially open portals to other dimensions. Now, I don't find that to be anything but significant and profound. Don't think that's a coincidence. The atomic bomb, supercomputer, the quantum computer, and they've called it Aurora. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Aurora. Aurora, in mythology, is the personification of dawn. The dawn of a new day, the dawn of a new kingdom, the dawn of whatever you want. The dawn of the death mask, as I called a show recently, the dawn of something. The dawn of a new day, a new order, a new normal. She is the sister of Helios, god of the sun. She's the sister of Selene, goddess of the moon. Aurora had several children. She had several stars born of her. Her children include Hesperus, the evening star, the half brother of her other son Phosphorus, the morning star, otherwise known both of these as Venus or Lucifer. Hesperus is also similar to Perespera, which is a Latin phrase meaning through hardships or tribulation. In in biblical theology, the tribulation, the trials and tribulations, per aspera, through hardship, through tribulation. It's typically accompanied by another Latin phrase, ad astra, meaning to the stars. So like Tom delongs To the Stars Academy is the Ad Astra Academy. Now, these computers that are designed in parallel and as children of Aurora, as Aurora is the personification of Dawn, and she is the goddess, she is the mother, her children, her stars, her children are stars, like the morning star and the evening star of Venus and Lucifer, Hesperus and Phosphorus, the Aurora computer will have children too, and her children will be other computers, other quantum computers, other supercomputers, other things that I can't comprehend or describe to you here on The Secret Teachings. And these computers, like the children of Aurora, will bring light to the world, but they will bring a false light to the world. Therefore, we could summarize that Aurora, as a supercomputer, as a quantum computer, may be the queen of of witches. The Queen of Witches is the lady who gives birth to the Antichrist. And so the various supercomputers, these computers that are the, the false lights, they are also the other antichrists. Because they are there are more than there's more than one antichrist. There are multiple antichrists. They come one comes after another. To be born of something, to be born of the earth just to be born of of the mother be born of the sky, to be born of the father, to be born of something is to be born of and out of the mother. Now the archetype of the mother of the female, anything born out of the Aurora computer will be the child of, and the children of Aurora are the false light. Children of Aurora are the computers that are the various antichrists, since there are Several Antichrists, meaning that Aurora, as a supercomputer, is the Queen of Witches, personified by the slaying also of Princess Diana, the history of Diana's death and life, who is the black mother of the Antichrist. That's essentially what the Queen of Witches is, the Antichrist mother. What comes out of the mother, the Antichrist, the destroyer, the false prophets, and all this. Her sons, all which flow from her, are the morning and evening stars, the false lights that put the world through tribulation in the end times of what i call the esoteric or the esoterica parousia think about the parousia the parousia is a second coming it's a phrase that means second coming or a word that means second coming well we've we've seen a second coming already the second coming of the covid wave right we've seen the second wave in christianity the future return of Jesus in all of his glory is known as the second coming when it's understood that he will set up his kingdom. He will judge his enemies and reward the faithful, whether they are alive or they are dead. Now, early Christians believed the advent to be imminent. They believed it to be, you know, somewhat very soon in, 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 in retrospect to the, the time of the period. And most Christian theologians since then have believed that the visible appearance of Jesus may occur at any moment and that the Christians should just be ready for it at all times. And a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, in the in the physical return of Jesus, believe that there is evidence of this in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Of course, in the book of Revelation and in other biblical and traditional sources it's known as the last judgment right the last judgment jesus will judge all of those god will judge all of those you are either with good or you are with evil you are with god or you are with the devil you are with spirit or you are with void you are with life or you are were with death now the tribulation the global suffering which has been brought about by the second wave the second coming brings about the tribulation, and the tribulation brings about the second coming, and of course, the global suffering that we've gone through with COVID nineteen that continues and is increasing in some places. The noose is loosened and then it tightens, and it loosens a little bit less than before, and then tightens, and then loosens a little bit less than before, and then t- and before you know it, you're you're being hanged. So the seven years tribulation, as many many uh, theologians and Christians refer to it, and others, Muslims also tend to believe in this, and. There's some other religions as well. seven years tribulation, global suffering, all these kinds of things. It's described in Daniel, the book of Daniel. I'll read this to you in the book of Daniel. As for the ten horns out of his kingdom, ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hands for a time, times, and a half time. Now, put this in context from the biblical book of Daniel with your second wave and with your global suffering, your trials and tribulations. He shall speak words against the Most High, and there are multiple antichrists, born of aurora, born of the dawn, born of the morning, born of the false light, Supercomputers, but also people, can personify the Antichrist. He shall speak words against the Most High. We've seen a global system established from the United Nations down to state and local authorities where people have abandoned, at least in the United States where we have a republic, what remains of the republic, have abandoned the rule of law and believe that anarchy and chaos is the new rule of law. That inequality is equality, that freedom is slavery, that ignorance is strength, that war is peace. They speak words against the Most High. They speak words against the highest authority, the law of the land. They speak words against natural law, the law of God, inalienable rights given to man upon his birth. And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Wearing people down is a method of psychological manipulation, psychological torment, so that people give up, which is one of Albert Bitterman's steps to acquire false confessions. It's part of a process of torture where you have demoralized and degraded someone to the point where they simply acquiesce and they give in. He shall think to change the times and the law. We need to dismantle this corrupt system they say. We need to get rid of the republic. We need to get rid of this racist, patriarchal, oppressive system and get rid of the law of the land that rules this, that gives everybody equal justice under the law, equality under the law. Get rid of that because that's not true equality. We want inversion. We want death. We want decay. We want void. That's why atheism and partial anarchism, that's why these are the foundational roots of socialism, communism, and Marxism. All, But ultimately, in a Marxist or a communist government, there's a Politburo, there is a centralized source of power of wealthy elitists who run that system just like they would in any other system. It's not about the working man, it's about destroying the working man, destroying faith. Destroying life, destroying liberty, destroying everything, to create a new system of feudal, monarchical-type control, where your birth signifies, and that's what I never understood about Marxism, they say that they want to get rid of the feudal system, get rid of the, the landlords and the kings and all this stuff, but then they replace it with, you're a class enemy if you've been born black not physically black, but you've been born black. You don't come from a good class background. Only those born of the good class background have the right to rule. It's another form of feudalism. I just don't believe in creating a system of equality based on inequality or a system of justice built on injustice. But that's just me. You have the second wave, the second coming, the years of tribulation, the 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 words spoken against the Most High, against the saints of the Most High, uh, the changing of the times, the changing of the law, and they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and a half time. This is the book of Daniel, the years of tribulation, which will determine who is with God, who is with spirit, who is with life, and who is with the devil, who is with the void, and who is with death. And so the question might become, who is the Antichrist? But maybe the real question should be, what is the Antichrist? And how many antichrists are there? Because there are several antichrists. There isn't a single antichrist. There are smaller antichrists. There are numerous antichrists. Maybe they are the various supercomputers that come out of Aurora being developed at the Argonne National Laboratory. Aurora, the Roman goddess of dawn, the sister of Helios and Selene, the sun god and moon goddess. And by the titan... Astraus, she became the mother of winds and of Hesperus, the evening star and Phosphorus, the morning star, the false lights of Venus and Lucifer cast down to this earth. She as a computer gives birth with other computers to the beast system, which may be exemplified through the D wave system, the D wave one. The IBM Q System 1, which is housed in a black cube at 9x9x9 or the inverted 666. And, of course, this Fugaku, Japanese computer that just came out that, um, in terms of speed, surpasses the Oak Ridge Summit computer, I believe, at nearly twice its speed. This is a Japanese machine. The Chinese are also working on a system very similar to this as well. So these are the components of the second coming, the second wave, the trials and tribulations that we're going through the psychological abuses, the overturning of law and order, the overturning of the global system of operation in order to bring in the golden circle slave plantation operated by a global politburo, a global United Nations where there is no sovereignty, there is no freedom. The freedom you have, freedom is slavery. You don't want to be free. Ignorance is strength and war is peace. History is not history. History is the future if you don't abandon history. Rather the learning from the future, we worry that the future and the present are actually history occurring right now in terms of racism and all that stuff bigotry and slaves when no we we have history we have statues we have history books so we remember so we don't commit the same atrocities again but you find out that when you go to destroy those memories that's when you learn that the people that are destroying them don't want to get rid of those things to prevent them from happening again they want to get rid of them because they plan to commit them again this is the golden circle antichrist aurora system right here on the secret teachings i'm ryan gable this is the fringe fm fringe.fm is the network website our website www.thesecretteachings.info you'll hear more about that at break if you enjoy this show you want to support us subscribe to the archive grab one of my books on the website there's a lot of this stuff in my book the technological elixir I'd be happy to autograph it for you. It's always free shipping in the United States. Check it out on the website. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Don't go anywhere. One more segment coming up after this, the esoteric Perosia.
1: listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com.
3: A woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus. Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians. Name one.
4: Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom.
0: Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.
4: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the
3: Democrats go, well, oh, we did all the good stuff.
4: <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Now you're infecting my memory with your memory. And I can't even remember my own life correctly. Yeah. I think you are remembering okay, it, guys, rem- It was a pretty good fit. Guys, no, no, no. Can I we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, OK? Distorting facts, it, like, basically changes history. You know what? It's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is. And facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope.
0: Alex Exum. Hi, I'm Alex Exum. And you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM.
2: That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you.
1: Understand the procedure now. Just stop a few of their machines, and radios, and telephones, and lawnmowers throw them into darkness for a few hours, and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find, and it's themselves. All we need do is sit back and watch.
3: Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back in, at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Ike from Icke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
2: This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: terrifying future cataclysm, fire death I saw a man Surrender. but not a man a white
2: face demonic he was laughing <laughs>
1: and I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him Went forth conquering and to conquer. And I looked, and behold,
4: a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed
1: with him. Those who hear the three bells toll accept his invitation. Come coming threes? It stops at dawn? Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. He preys on innocent youth. They reach into our children. Music,
2: television, folks
4: i the can say okay. no, are
1: frozen, my can't no. He prays on innocent cute. into our children.
0: Music, television.
4: I've got some children I need to make into corpses.
0: A terrifying future.
1: And I looked, behold a pale horse,
4: and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him.
0: Cataclysm, fire, death. I saw a man.
4: You got time to If I am just count the hours name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. A white <laughs> face, demonic.
2: Demonic.
0: I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week, Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM Jeffrey Epstein is the Minotaur from Greek myth. His mistress, Ghislaine Maxwell, was the huntress who hunted down children and young people to feed to this beast, like the myth tells of the 14 unfortunate Athenians that were served to the monster as a sacrifice. And the sacrifices given to this monster, given to this beast, include not only sexual favors and sexual gratification, but physical tortures, Mental tortures, physical tortures, and of course, ritualistic forms of murder. All of this within the cult of Epstein, the Minotaur, and Ghislaine Maxwell, the goddess of the maze, Ariadne. In Greek myth, Ariadne, the goddess of mazes, was so distraught over the killing of the bull and the abandonment by her hero, Theseus, that she also hung herself. Is this the fate of Ghislaine Maxwell as it was the fate? Of Jeffrey Epstein, who most certainly did not kill himself. The psychological abuses that are employed by this cult from rape and torture to coercion of the same types of abuses being employed on the global population to tear down all sovereignty, to destroy liberty, to destroy freedom, to destroy intelligence, and to erect a golden circle global slave plantation ruled by a one world United Nations government where nobody and nothing is safe from the all seeing eye at the apex of the pyramid, the Isis eye, the all seeing eye of the morning star, Phosphorus, the evening star, hesperas, Peraspera, the Latin, Ad Astra Peraspera, through hardships to the stars, Peraspera, through hardships, through tribulations. We experience these tribulations as part of the second wave of coronavirus, the second wave or the second coming. The second wave or the second coming, a belief defined by punishment and reward upon the return of the Savior. In the heavens, we see this return with planets and with the sun every morning. Esoterically, it occurs with the reopening of consciousness and renewed spiritual activity. And those who awaken consciousness and abide by the dictates of God, the universe, laws of nature, those things that are inherent and inalienable in each and every one of us. Black, white, Christian, Muslim, doesn't matter. That is liberty, and in order to obtain liberty, it's the one thing that in order to obtain it, you have to give it to other people. This is a time that determines who is with God, who is with spirit, and who is with life, or who is with the devil, who is with the void, and who is with death, who is with good, who is with evil, who is with life, or who is with EVIL, the opposite of live, or lived, the devil. The second wave of COVID-19 has renewed the tribulations and positioned us in a position globally, a period of revelations. The parousia includes a period of tribulation and suffering, all of which are things we are experiencing right now, very similar to various methods of torture and intimidation Used throughout the world, including the Albert Bitterman chart of coercion, which includes isolation, house arrest, monopolization of perception, nothing else matters but coronavirus, induced debility and exhaustion, even with these procedures, we still can't stop it. Threats. What'll happen if you don't adhere to what we tell you to do? The anxiety and the despair that will follow. Occasional indulgences. The positive motivation that we can get through this if we just wear a mask. We can get through this if we just take a vaccine. The demonstration of omnipotence, suggesting that there's futility in resistance. Like the Borg said, resistance is futile. We are Borg. You will assimilate. Your biological and technological means will be incorporated into our own. And part of this is the degradation process, demoralization. If you don't submit to our will, we will destroy you. And although that's fear and intimidation, not submitting is seen as more dangerous than submitting. So go along to get along. And finally, on Bitterman's chart, the enforcing of trivial demands, where things become circus-like and chaotic, and you cannot get a straight answer from anybody, professional or otherwise. There's so much confusion People have been so demoralized, so beaten down, things have been so destabilized that nobody knows which way is right or left. Nobody knows which way is up or down. This whole idea of moral subjectivism, that we're not really exactly sure what is right or what is wrong. We're not really sure what we should or shouldn't do. So maybe if we harm other people, kill other people, we abuse children, all these things that are by most people with a conscience, considered to be wrong unless they are in self-defense. We do them because we have no moral guideline, we have no moral authority. And although I'm not a Christian, I'm not religious, I know quite a bit about religious theology and I know quite a bit about biblical theology in particular. I grew up a Baptist, I'm not a Baptist anymore, but I'm also not an atheist, I'm also not an anarchist. I would sign on to a religion before I signed on to atheism which is one of the most asinine and, and idiotic things I've ever heard when I hear atheists, just like anarchists, describe their, their view on things. I mean, most anarchists aren't actually anarchists, and most atheists aren't really atheists either. You know, see, they say that atheism is essentially the acceptance that we are alone and that nothing matters, and people that can't accept that are fearful. Well, I actually think that A lot of atheists, to the credit of Christians and those that are religious, I actually think a lot of atheists are terrified of the power of nature and the power of God. I think that they're terrified of the power of the unseen, the power of the unknown, the power of things that they can't tap into because they're too weak and they're too, as they feel insignificant, too insignificant to play a part in the awakening process of their spirit and consciousness, like the prince in the beast, in the beauty in the beast, awoken by beauty, awoken by the bell, awoken by harmony, awoken by music. So this period of tribulation is a period in which there will be false prophets and false Christs. Part of this false prophet, false Christ revelation are those that make predictions about How many people are going to die? How many people are going to be hospitalized? How many people are going to be sick? How many people are going to need treatment? How many people are going to need vaccines? And through those revelations come other revelations, part of the Freudian slip and slide, as I call it, where people like Bill Gates, unelected global leaders with billions of dollars and a history of eugenics and mass murder and genocide and eugenics, say we need more infant mortality, we also need to give 7 billion vaccines, and that'll kill a large portion of the population. Just outright says it. A Freudian slip inside. It's not even a slip. He is slipping and sliding when he makes these comments. That is the revelation of the true method. Some people say, well, that's the universal law. I don't think it's so much universal law or even a, a, a component of black magic in that of universal law. I think it's the pathology of a psychopath that wants to be caught. That's why they're smiling. That's why they're telling you what they're going to do to them because, yes, in a metaphysical way, they tell you what they're going to do and you give them permission by not resisting. So that's why you see signs, please wear a mask, we'd like you to wear a mask, or ones that just lie and say, we've mandated that you wear a mask. It's a law. No, it's not. You can ask me, but I decline. I'm not participating. See, inherently, instinctually, humans are free. It's an inalienable human right. You are born free. The only way that anybody can enslave you is through voluntary enslavement. That's why the global golden circle George Bickley slave plantation, you in Bill Gates system, is based on coercive persuasion. It's based on fear of what will happen if you don't submit. What happened in all those movies about the end of the world and, and and the rapture, all those left behind movies, what did they do? They terrified people with guillotines after the rapture. the people that saw, okay, maybe Jesus is real, maybe this whole thing is real, so I, I I'm going to come to God. Well, they were hunted down by like these goon squads and they were they had their heads chopped off. It was all done through fear and intimidation because once they got their head chopped off they they they, they met with God, they became part of the godhead they they, they lasted a you know what a, a fraction of a second in in Maybe you don't even feel any pain at all. with the guillotine comes down, if it's a good one, if it's not one of those old maidens like in the, the, the nursery rhyme where it takes like 12 chops to get your head off, it comes down a split second, and then you're with the eternal father and all those who are doing the work of the devil, doing the work of evil, refusing to acknowledge good, et cetera, et cetera. They are cast with the, with the devil, with Satan, into the lake of fire and burn eternally, 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 and damned forever. So all those who support God, support life, support spirit, as opposed to those who support evil, who support the devil, who support those things that are not to be desired by those who love liberty and love freedom and love human beings. Those who want inequality, who want control, who want power, who want void, who are void of spirit, who fill that void with darkness or darkness rushes in when the light is extinguished. I mean, these are all symbolic terms that are related to things like the various theologies of the world, the philosophies, theologies, occultism, esoterica. That's why I call this the esoteric or the esoterica parousia, the esoteric great awakening of consciousness and realization. And through this great awakening, a second coming, a second wave and trials and tribulations. And those of us who are submitting to it are acquiescing to the beast system. You cannot buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast comes in a variety of ways. It comes with masks. It comes with vaccines. It comes with forced medical care, medical treatment. It comes with you get it, your children get it, or we take your kids and we put you in a forced labor camp. A lot of people think the Antichrist is a man. Maybe the Antichrist is a woman. Maybe the Antichrist is a woman or at least a female name given to a mechanical system. Supercomputers like the IBM Q housed in a 9x9x9 black cube. Also, Japan's Fugaku computer just unveiled a couple of days ago. The Oak Ridge Summit computer that the Fugaku computer overtook and the D-Wave-1 and others that fit into this quantum computing classification are able to open portals to other dimensions, according to people like Jordy Rose. The new computer being developed... At the Argo National Laboratory, which was classified as a national lab, the first lab in 1946, July 1st, Argo National Lab was instrumental in nuclear reactor development and the Manhattan Project to develop weapons, one particular weapon, to open the fabric of space-time with the nuclear bomb, the atomic bomb. And now they're developing a computer called the Aurora, which also has the power on the quantum level arguably, according to some of the people like Geordi Rose, to open portals to other dimensions. In mythology, it is Aurora, the personification of Dawn, the sister of Helios and Selene, the god of the sun and the goddess of the moon, who represents, in this context, the Black Mother. Aurora is very similar to Princess Diana in this sense. Her children, the children of Aurora, are Hesperus, the evening star, and the half-brother of her other son, Phosphorus, the morning star. Hesperus is the half-brother, Phosphorus, the morning star. Phosphorus, Hesperus, the, mo- the evening star. They are Venus and Lucifer. Her children are the stars. The children of Aurora, the supercomputer, are other computers. And there are multiple Antichrists. These computers are the Antichrist systems. Hesperus is also similar to Perespera, a Latin phrase meaning through hardships, otherwise known as tribulations. So we could summarize from this that Aurora, as a supercomputer, may be the queen of witches, personified by the slaying of Princess Diana as well and the birth of Prince William. Aurora is the black mother of the Antichrist. Her sons, all of which flow from her, that is, are the morning and evening stars, the false lights that put the world through tribulation in the end times of the esoterica pericia. And the second wave is not only a second wave of fraud and a second wave of enslavement and a second wave of psychological physical sexual and all kinds of other abuses sadomasochistic bdsm type abuses with masks with zippers on them and being told where when and where you can speak and all this the second wave is also the second coming the parousia are awakening consciously spiritually and those forces of darkness forces of oppression are activating to counter that awakening to counter the second coming it's not going to be god or jesus it's you you're the second coming you're the second wave you're the second awakening the awakening of our spirit which will be opposed by the false christ described in the book of daniel described in the book of revelations it is the period of tribulation and here we are before it now i'm ryan gable This is the secret teachings. We individually have the power. We are awakening as the second coming. It's not blasphemous, except to those who can't see the varied levels of this theology and this symbolism and this myth. It's actually a beautiful revelation, not a terrifying, guillotine revelation. And that's what we're looking at here on the secret teachings, the esoterica parousia. I'm Ryan Gable. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a good weekend. And if you'd like to support this show, you want to get access to the archive, subscribe today. You get access to every show you can download and stream. You also get access on the site to all of my books. They're there. You can read them and download them, including my old books, The Grand Illusion, False Prophets, and The Persistent Illusion. My new books, the ones that most people purchase occult arcana food philosophy and the technological elixir and a lot of the stuff we talked about tonight in those books you also get access to our page with show montages i'm updating and uploading those thank you so much for listening stay safe stay informed and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast
1: you are listening to the secret teachings with your host ryan gable to contact ryan email rd at yahoo.com
3: a woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus come
4: on there are plenty of amazing women politicians name one uh senator hillary rodham clinton awful how is she awful
3: hates freedom
0: Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.
4: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was cause of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like, you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. Yeah. I think you are remembering okay, it. Guys, it was a yeah, pretty you, good fit. Guys, we know, can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, OK? Distorting facts, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, And then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. <laughs>